Hello, hello, folks. Welcome to season four of our On The Call series produced by the stars among us. I'm Ozzy, as you know, and I thank you for tuning in to this thank you tour of mine, as each episode is a thank you card to someone who has impacted my life. And on this first episode, the opening episode of season four, I'm shining light on Pernell Walker. Hello, Pernell. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello, hello. So (laughs) what's happening now is I'm going to let my audience know a little bit about Cornell that they can't find or they can also find with other things on your IMDb. So folks, Cornell is a Bronx-born actress with a BA from City College and an MFA in acting from the Actors Studio Drama School Formula of the New School. She has worked in film, television and theater with the likes of D. Reese, Ava DuVernay, David Simon, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Dick Wolf, Oprah Winfrey, Jodie Foster, Lee Daniels, Martin Scorsese, Steven Soderbergh, and others. I'm exhausted, and that's just part list. <laughs> okay? Purnell and I met on the film by D. Reese back in 2011. I believe, Araya. I played her mom. And for her role, Laura, as she played a gay woman, she was nominated for the Black Reels Award for Outstanding Actress. And I feel there are some other outstanding actress awards that are coming her way with the way and the and the roles that she's working. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And <laughs> with that. In about 2012, she opened up a reading series and and I was um, honored to open that series with a, a piece that I was writing. And then I, she called me back to close it, which was a stunner at the end of the series. And I can't, and, and that helped me so much in my writing that um, again, I am in debt to Miss Purnell Walker even though I still look at her as my daughter because that she's my daughter. <laughs> so, so that was 2011, 2012. 2013 comes Butler, right? Mm-hmm. I, I look at her role there in Butler as an essential worker, <laughs> essential worker. Yes. <laughs> then in 2014, we got Annie, where she played the auditioning mom. When We Rise, she played Gwen, again working with Dee Reese in 2017. The Deuce, eight episodes, has Ruby <laughs> Thunder Thighs, very well known to date with creators from The Wire. Hmm. Yes. And in this one, Ruby Thunder Thighs was a prostitute. So we're looking at roles of the maid, the mom. She was in Law and Order 2018, Adventures in America, now playing uh, another eight episodes in a comedy. Then we go back to Eva DuVernay, When They See Us 2019, Gina. I love the lines, his 15 minutes almost up. Make sure you think <laughs> about what we're about 20, what, 2021 right now. Mm. Yeah. And then we close with her on City on a Hill 2021. Grace Campbell, eight episodes. There's something about that eight that seems to be speaking to me. Mm. Uh, and now she's a mom. So what I have found that people have described you as fearless, transformative. But I've also found that the roles that you're in have shown a lot of humanity, whether you're playing a prostitute, 
mm. mother. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Well, that's my main goal as a storyteller. You know, whatever the writing says, I have to find the heart of that person because everybody's not perfect, mm. but everyone is human. So I have to find that humanity for myself in my work. You know. Um, so I can see what's similar between that character and me and what may seem different, but mm -hmm. still some aspect of me coming through that difference. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You know what is also interesting in listening to the, the conversations you've had with others is that you've always <laughs> seemed to be stumped about finding actors who are at the top of the game that you have the opportunity to work with as being nice, grounded, welcoming, and collaborative. Oh yeah, I love it. I've worked with a lot of great people. And nice, they're really nice on set, you know? Um, Kevin Bacon was like really a gentleman and just really a sweet person, you know? Um, he talked about his daughter on set. And coming from New York, he was big in the theater scene and moving out to LA. But um, everyone I've collaborated with, I'm so grateful that everyone was just down to earth and just ready to dissect the scene and collaborate. Mm -hmm. and be open to my interpretations of things. That was what you I know. was going to ask you. Did you feel comfortable in saying, well, this is how I see it, if there is a different view as to how someone else may see it? Well, usually what's on that page, whatever they write, I will take that in. And from whatever they write, I will create from that and add myself into it through creating a character bone structure. There was this book called The Art of Dramatic Writing. Mm -hmm. And they have a really great character bone structure, like a census, and you answer these questions about the facts about your character. Who are they? What's their sociology? What's their background? They have education. How do they walk? How's their posture? And it really helps me be to the T, very accurate and specific. So I just take from what they give me on the page. And once I get to the point where the cameras are rolling, I'm pretty much prepared in that character development because I found the spine and the skeleton of the character and all those other things just come when you put that makeup and you put the costumes and you start to walk into that character and find their spirit. It's, it's really amazing. It's kind of like a puzzle. You know, you have your separate pieces, you have the script, you have the makeup and costume, and then you have to infuse yourself within what's going in the scene and really find out what, what's going on. <laughs> like so when you I the have, meals, the meat and potatoes, and then you have the seasoning. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I, I do my best mm -hmm. to read to the page as much as I can. I love a lot of times when nice movies happen that really reveal even more of the character. And they, sometimes they keep that in there, you know? So yeah, it's a whole process because what I had to learn was that the process of character development, it doesn't change from theater into film, into TV. You're doing that same investigative work. What I learned was it was like a puzzle, putting all the pieces together mm -hmm. and that the process of theater, the process of character development from theater into film and TV is really not that different. Uh -huh. is just a different medium. So you still have to do your transformational, multi-layered character development so they feel real. Uh -huh. And when I got, when I understood that, that's when I started booking more in TV and understood what can I add to it. 
you know, it's the same type of work. It's, it's investigative. You're putting the pieces together, what's given. And I love it, you know? Mm-hmm. So would you say also the character is one thing, but when you're on set, what is it you love with reference to being on set outside of the character? It's like a, it feels like an, a creative party to me. You see all of the elements coming together with the scenic design, gives you the place, um, the costumes. And a lot of times the director and the writer will be on set to see what you do and how you create with their words. It's so, I love set life. I really do. Um, Because I've begun to appreciate crafting a performance. Now we're in the age of, you know, we're doing our own self-tape. And at first I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I have to be the camera person, the makeup person. <laughs> right. And, but when I get down to doing it, all this prep, the makeup, learn the, the material, I find myself loving the process of crafting a performance. I will play back what I did in the self-tape to see, okay, did I hit every note? Did I, is this clear? What's going on here? Top and bottom. And sometimes I'll do a lot of take of something until I feel in my spirit, like, uh, I feel that is the one. And I'll right. keep looking at it. Right. You know, it's, it's very interesting. A lot of times people say, oh, you must love to go to see the movie. I really don't. <laughs> I love seeing great work, but I find myself at times when I go to see a movie and or a biopic or something, I'm working in my head. I'm seeing (laughs) what kind of story they're telling in the tone that they're telling, how they characterize everybody. It's like, because this is what I do, Uh I'm always looking outside and I'm like, oh, okay, let me see what they're doing. Uh You know, and instantly I can tell if they're right on. And sometimes I can tell for better or worse, if it's just going left. Uh And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Uh But yeah, it just, I just feel like I'm always working and thinking like, oh, Let's see how they could have did a more effective job. Or I loved how they did what they did. Mm-hmm. And now I get where they were going with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. In between takes, right? Or in between scenes, right? When there is a, down, a little bit of a downtime, do you tend to stay in character if you have to pull up that character again on the next take or scene? Or do you step, can you step out of character and get back in? Um. I, I can step out and step back in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not in character during lunch. I'm not in character in between when I have to wait for something. But I will say this, once I am dressed, you go on set and you know the who, what, when, where, and why of the scene. Mm-hmm. You start to just drop right in. However, if I know I have an emotional scene, mm-hmm. that time in between scenes, Mm-hmm. I am getting myself in my headspace of where I need to go emotionally. Mm-hmm. I may use some gospel music or, and uh, maybe read a Bible just to, because I feel like what we're doing, and I may sound crazy, but I, I feel in my spirit that if you want to do a really great storytelling experience, you have to really go down to the root and soul of that character. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we have really wonderful storytellers who do that. I say they're like shaman, you know, we pull mm-hmm. from the invisible, and make everything visible from what we create in our mind and, and how we see the words and interpret them. For emotional scenes, I tend to go away into my own headspace, review the script, 
And in between scenes, I have to just stay dropped into where that emotional stuff is. Mm-hmm. You don't cry yourself out <laughs> in between mm-hmm. takes. And then when you get to the camera, it's like, oh my God, nothing. <laughs> but right. you, you just kind of priming yourself. Right. You understand right. and where you need to go. I tend to, if it's not an emotional scene, I know how to drop back into character once they have a roll camera and we have rehearsal and blah, 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 blah. It's kind of seamless. But I, I really say the prep, it's all about the prep. If you really read the script, make your notes and discover on your own how your character walks, how they sound, how they be, that's half the work. And the other half is the great writing. Right. And the cherry on top is the costume and everything else that right. brings that together, you right. know? I have a question for you. Do you have any pet peeves? Um, <laughs> if, if I'm prepping, let's say, we, well, we used to have outdoor auditions in person and stuff, where we go and you're going for a job. My biggest pet peeve is people not being considerate in the audition room for other people's process. And they like to be chatty patties or like talk and blah, 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 while you're trying to concentrate. Um, I, that's why when I'm on set, if I have like emotional work to do or something that I know I need to get done, I go off on my own. I'm not like hanging out with other cast members. I need my own space. I don't like to talk a lot when I have a lot to prep for. So I just make sure to go to my own space. Right. And in between takes of an emotional whatever, I don't need to talk a lot. <laughs> right. I just want to see how I can get what the director needs to happen in the scene and how can I bring my best and fullest emotion to life. So have you ever had a backup plan, just a just-in-case plan for a side hustle? Oh, I had so many side hustles. I worked in retail for a number of years. Now it's kind of like antiquated mm-hmm. stores because <laughs> everybody's yeah. buying online and yeah. there's, there's no need for like the, what they call it, the martyr something. Oh, right. you know, like, Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, I worked retail. I was an usher at Jazz and Lincoln Center. I also was a sub teacher for a time um, and a teaching artist in different projects. So, I would say to anybody, hey, don't come out here starving trying to just be an artist. Sometimes it comes. Sometimes it comes for people immediately. Right. But in the event, it doesn't. You want to set yourself up that you're not starving for your art because you ain't creating if you starve to death. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing creative about nobody starving to death or looking crazy and broke down and desperate at an audition. You need this job. You're like, Lord, and looking busted and disgusted. No, no. You need to pay your your cell phone bill. You have costs. You have self-care needs. Get a job. And it was a process, you know, and slowly my artistic life was moving in a way that the side hustle was getting pushed out by my full-time passion which was a blessing right so don't be out in these streets looking crazy get your (laughs) unemployment get a job get your discounts i mean that was one of the reasons i kind of liked retail because they had so many discounts but when you work there Right. You could like build your own wardrobe and figure out what's what, you know? Right. Um, but I would tell anybody, make sure you know all it is you need to know before you get out in these streets and do this for your livelihood. Because right. then it's really no holds bar in the kind of competition. And when I say competition, I mean 
you're not competing with anyone else. You're your own artist. But when you go in for a job, you're going in to show your best self and your best storytelling work. And you're hoping that you do your best so they would hire you. Right. You know, and whoever they hire, God bless them. But you want to go and do your best to not look desperate and hungry. That's right. I have another question. Did you ever have a mentor? Not really. I just love really great work. I had worked with Rod Gales as like an acting coach uh-huh. when I needed to kind of find my way. Right. And like, what the hell do they want? I don't know. <laughs> right. Because I swear when I was going in for co-star roles, just the whole thing. And this was after I did Pariah. The whole thing about being in front of a camera in the audition process is so weird because it literally is a few seconds. Yes. And we're talking about maybe a week of prep and, and, and learning this and and literally you go in, right. you shoot your shot, and then they may say, they may give you an adjustment, right. and then you shoot your shot again, taking that adjustment. But it's so weird. And you come out is. and it's like, because you're so, yeah, you're, you're all hyped up and <laughs> literally under a minute. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and it hasn't changed now that we're doing it by, on our own now, right? With yeah, that's true. So let me ask so. you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a couple of, other questions now because you and I are both Virgo ones. Yes. And I have a feeling that we're both empaths. Would you say that you two love the ideas or the realities, depending on how we look at it, of peace, love, joy, and alone time? I love it. Maybe critical, yeah. especially of ourselves, but loyal as all get out, that we mm. feel that common sense is an uncommon commodity. And always looking toward improvement, but can be overthinkers. Caring, showing love through acts of service, and major givers. Yes, no, add to, or what do you have to say to that? I believe it. I can definitely feel when I need a break Mm -hmm. and I need to recharge. Mm -hmm. Let's say things from my parents, errands, and I'll get to a point and I just say, listen, I'm going for a walk. I need some time for myself and I'll take that time. But let me ask um, you, is that, would that be something that you'd find more so now based on what we have been through as human beings since March of 2020? That we're giving more self-love? Yes, mm-hmm. even more so. I feel like my journey into being sure I listen to affirmations, meditating, mm-hmm. I got heavy in it at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just like, I want to lift my vibration. I don't want to have, whether I get a job or not, to have me in this emotional roller coaster. Oh yeah, up, 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 down, down. And then when you don't have work, you feel like a failure, which you're not. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever's coming is coming to you in its own time. Mm-hmm. But um, I really had to work on cultivating a really great life. And also, by the end of 2020, I was pretty much done with anything toxic that needed to be removed from my life. Right. And whether it be friends that were doing too much and just like, mm, I don't know, that's not where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. Or situations or, or whatever it may be. I just, mm-hmm. I like to prioritize my peace and work on myself, my healing, and work on my space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I do different things like that, but really because I'm, I'm just like, listen, life is short. And I've heard this saying that, what do you want to put in your garden? Do you want to put in nurturing water or do you want to poison your garden? Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And life is shorter now. Life is more up in the air now since last year. 
you know? Oh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine a variant coming or a couple of variants coming right. after this. But I, I feel like it gave us, because everybody had to be at home, then they got their rest and they got to really see what their situation was mm-hmm. and how they could make it better mm-hmm. in any way or see what it was they were in. Because, right. I mean, people, people are working, people are trying to make a living to pay this rent so many costs we live for costs and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but when everything shut down i felt like especially myself i started to look inward more and started to really ask myself what do i want where do i want to be you know what kind of life do i want to have mm-hmm. who do i want to have that life with right is it working if right. it's not working then <laughs> it don't need to be there that's right you know right. so what hobby have you picked up or started up again in the last year? Um, a lot of walking, which I'm doing now. <laughs> I'm walking in, in the city. Uh-huh. Um, and I like meditation. I like uh, listening to my affirmations in the morning. Uh-huh. I love going to new restaurants. Uh-huh. Um, I'm enjoying dating. Oh, it's nice. Okay. nice. Uh, <laughs> um, I like self-care. Uh-huh retail therapy at times listen i am into caring for myself doing green smoothies amen um everything to bring out my best and also if i want a slice of cake i'll have the slice of cake i'll just walk (laughs) right um (laughs) right but um yeah i just been really good to myself and also i set up therapy to work through healing and it's been wonderful for me Great. And I I didn't know, sometimes you don't know how to, because I'm always investigating characters' feelings, what they're going through. But girl, I had to do it for myself. <laughs> okay, now that's the real work. <laughs> and uh, yes, wow. and I felt myself, you know, softening and not having such a hardened stance with things. Right. You know, and, and knowing what to tell people, even, even people I love. I need time to myself. Right. I will get back to this. Okay. You know what I mean? So, because it's crazy making. If you don't have time to yourself and you don't prioritize you, you're going to be resentful of somebody else. And I don't want to be. So, what are two things that hardly anyone else knows about you? Mm. Mm. I like putting funny things on my Facebook wall. Um, but I think people know that. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. So you're not going to get up for that one. <laughs> and that I feel like I'm more of like a, a mix of an extrovert and introvert. But I'm liking my time alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm enjoying myself more. But what is something they don't know? I mean, I like purple. Mm-hmm. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I like changing my hairstyle. Oh, that's another thing. Sometimes I change my hairstyle and people don't recognize me. But... <laughs> I just like self-care a lot, you know. Right. Is there a business organization you'd like to give a shout out to that needs help? I want to give a shout out to GEMS, the organization in Harlem who helps get young girls out of sexual exploitation and sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. There's also the two business alliance headed by Nicola. Oh, I got her name wrong. Jesus. She's Bridget Antoinette Evans' sister. Uh And she has a business alliance in Harlem that helps other businesses in Harlem come together 
and advocate for themselves and like whole foods and mm-hmm. you know really do great things mm-hmm. i forgot the name lord forgive me the many theater companies that are helping out and really helping to bring our stories to the front mm-hmm. and I, I i like to see that change you know from the top to the bottom you know and advocacy who do you specifically advocate or what do you specifically advocate for especially in this new world that we're living in i try to advocate for myself my self-care <laughs> that and is a great thing you have to it's just because sometimes and i love i love working and i love self-submitting but sometimes it could be a bit much mm-hmm. when you have you know Mm-hmm. back to back to back things and sometimes I'll find myself in the house for maybe two weeks right. because I've been studying and self-taping and then another one comes self-taping so da, 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 and you'll get burnt out so yeah. I have to know and advocate for myself when I have burnout or even ask for a longer deadline because I'm not a robot so let me ask you something let's say mm-hmm. today you got maybe two three self-tapes to do and you have maybe till Sunday Monday to do them but then you feel a little bit tired and you say, look at them and you say, um, do I need to take the time off? Do you decide not to do them? Do you um, well, sometimes it depends. If I'm getting two self tapes that are around the near time, maybe if I can request to stagger it a bit. And then it's really in preparation. Like if I'm really on it, mm-hmm. I will pre-prep. Let's say if it's doing that Monday and mm. you get these on Thursday and it's mm-hmm. two, and let's say they're both six pages. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yes. I will dedicate maybe a day and a half to learning and going over the sides. Right. Just the sides, understanding it, going over it. And you'll find that it doesn't take a long time to learn sides. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of prepping for when you have to film and the makeup and what you're going to wear and the lighting the camera and all that other stuff. But I like to get stuff in before the deadline if I can, so I can have a life <laughs> and, and, and don't feel burned out. Because I'm telling you, that's why I'm out in these streets right now walking around because I was like, oh, I'm done with my self-tapes. I'm going to go out and take my time. And, and also I had painters come in and repaint mm-hmm. in my house. So that was a whole shebang. I put back things in the house, but I was like, I need to get out this house. And I need to walk. <laughs> I got to get out this damn house. Because also, you don't know what can happen. That's what nothing 2020 told me. Because there was a thing when everybody was sheltering in. And don't go out. We don't know how this thing is spreading. Blah, 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 blah. And you kind of get cabin fever. Yeah. And so now, since it's nice outside, I have my mask. I get out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I love walking and listening to my music. Mm-hmm. I get out as much as possible. So I'm like, listen, it's a nice day. I'm going to take the day. I'm going to take it. <laughs> so here we are. Yes. And <laughs> we're at the end of a wonderful period with together. Yes. And I thank you, Pernell, and also to my You're audience, welcome. I wanted, who have spent their valuable time with us today to say thank you to you too. So please care, share, remember when you're on your beat, stay on the sunny, sunny side of the street safely, be mask conscious because it's real out there. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I want to say something else. In between shooting, when we rise and the deuce in 2017, you took the time mm -hmm. to be there to rally the forces on behalf of my son. During a time oh. I thought I would lose my mind because of his dire health, a time when my whole being was in shock. I was traumatized with what he was going through and, and, and what to do. He was on the West Coast, I'm on the East. This coming right after my mom passed, after four years and 22 trips overseas to help her well-being before she passed wow. in 2016. You kept in touch and then so did your mom. And as we still do to this day, we've been able to spend some time together at screenings, um, with long walks and talks and sharing and such before COVID. Yes. I can't yes. tell you how <laughs> wonderful it is, how wonderful it is Aww. to be able to say thank you in this way for being in my life from the time I played your mom and Pariah in 2011 to the readings to my son and together times afterward to see your star shine brings me such joy as I oh, still look you. to you as a daughter since our set time thank you very 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 much you're welcome Aww, you're daughter welcome. mine thank you <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you. I appreciate that. So continue your, and to enjoy your walk. And I appreciate your time today. And uh, we have to get together for a little drink and some eats at some point. Yes, I'm with that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll be coming up to the Bronx. Don't worry. I've been okay. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Say hello to mom. All right. Love you. Love you too. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.